the bandits, now in full control, relocated their camp from the top of the hill to the center of the village. They brought their other prisoners down with them and led them into the main building to be with the others. This was so they could keep them all in one place for the purposes of security and sorting. Two of the bandits huddled them all together in one room and kept a watchful eye over them while the others made one of the ladies cook for them. As hungry as the women and children were, they didn't dare ask for anything to eat. The bandits spent the following several hours eating, drinking, and planning which of their prisoners would be coming with them, and which would have to be disposed of. Later into the night, the bandits began to fall extremely ill. Some of them suffered horrific stomach cramps which near crippled them with pain. Others felt so nauseous they began to vomit violently and could not stop until the entire contents of their stomachs had been expelled. One, who was less affected than the others, accused the lady who cooked the food of poisoning them and told one of the men to take her outside and kill her. She vehemently denied the accusation, however, with a lack of any evidence to the contrary, her pleas fell on deaf ears and she was led outside to be murdered in cold blood. The food was fine. Their sickness was in fact caused by the water they had drunk when they set up their camp at the well. The little girl's stepfather's bowels had released when he died and the water was tainted with feces. A blood-chilling scream came from outside and the women and children held each other, hoping that they wouldn't have to share the same fate and that this ordeal would soon be over. To their surprise, the lady came running back into the building, clearly having been spooked by something. Behind her, the bandit slowly stepped back into the room and stood still. Blood began to drop onto the floor, followed by the bandit himself, revealing a large and deep slash to his back. Two bandits reached for their swords and slowly pulled themselves to their feet. In the doorway, a lone samurai walked into the light and stared them down. On the previous day, when the villager had seen the bandits in their camp, he indeed raised the alarm with the others so that they could prepare, but he also headed off to the nearest town in order to get help. Fortunately for him, he met a samurai along the way. The bandits rushed at him, but they were no match, and with two swift slices, he had killed them both. The women saw this as their opportunity to rise up, and they wasted no time overpowering the remainder of the bandits, slaughtering them all with uncompromising rage and violence. All except for one. One had taken the little girl and threatened to slice her throat if they didn't let him go. The little girl had other ideas. She pulled something from inside her clothes and stabbed the bandit right in the neck, severing his jugular vein which caused blood to erupt from his wound and his quick death to follow. He was dead. They were all dead. 
The samurai then noticed something very interesting about the object that the little girl had stabbed the bandit with. He picked it up and held it out to her. This hairpin, where did you get this? he asked. She explained that she took it from her dead stepfather when she was trapped in the bottom of the well. Do you know who this belongs to? he asked. No, she said. It bears the imperial seal, he told her. It's extremely valuable. You'd better come with me. With no energy left to argue or fight, she submitted. They travelled for several days, over which the samurai took good care of her, ensuring she would reach the imperial palace clean and well-fed. The palace was unlike anything she had seen in her entire life. It was so beautiful, and yet so terrifying at the same time. She had no idea what was going to happen next, and felt she was either going to be imprisoned for her crime of stealing, or worse, executed. She was taken inside its walls to a beautiful garden, where a woman stood alone under a pagoda. She was asked to take the hairpin to her, and explain herself. As she presented the hairpin, the princess was overcome with joy. She told the little girl of how she lost it down a well when she had stopped for a drink while travelling with her soldiers. She couldn't retrieve it at the time as they were needing to move quickly, but she had regretted it horribly and sent one of her samurai to get it. This was the same samurai who saved the little girl and her village. She hugged the little girl and thanked her for returning the pin to her, the pin that had once belonged to her mother. She said she could have anything in return, at which point the girl replied, she just wanted to be loved. And she was, for the rest of her days, in the safety and security of the palace walls. <laughs>